Max forever. Max forever. Forever, forever, <laughs> forever, ever, forever, ever, 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 yes. Oh my God. I'm sorry, Miss oh. Wheeler. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That was, that, was, that was the only one I could think of. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's really, well, I guess, I'm sorry, Miss Byers, but that would be the only Ooh. other one. Like, yeah. Or Miss Sinclair. Okay, true. Have we really met her? Or I Henderson. guess just when they were getting the photos taken <laughs> before the dance or whatever. But mm. that's that's old news, Dave. We're here to talk about season four. <laughs> Have you ever eaten moldy chocolate? The tardigrade? I'm Jasmine. I swear on Satan, I'll do that. Yeah. That's uh, my headcanon. Okay. Into it, into it, into it, into it. All of it. I'm Mel's. I love it. Dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> And if you're watching TV, I love it. Make sure it's damn fine TV. This is amazing. That's, that was awesome. Oh, my God. Okay. Jasmine. <gasps> Come in. Are, can you hear me? Can you hear me? We have oh a code God, red. Are you so cute? <laughs> you want to take two guesses what it is? At one guess, I guess, is the way you play the game. Well, I mean, it's supposed to be a walkie-talkie, but, like, <laughs> what is it made of? It's adult. <gasps> <gasps> oh, I love that. Yeah, so I bought all of the Stranger Things toys uh, that they had at the store. Cute. Uh, the dogs have shirts, but there's a little skateboard that says Max on it. There's the walkie-talkie, and then there's a, an Eggo waffle. So, oh, my God. Amazing. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I, I like when I was getting Albert up here, I was he was chewing on it. And I was like, hey, I need that. Actually, I need that for actually video. for this video today, <laughs> Mr. Albert. That was really Will you cute. Share? That was very yeah. cute. I was yeah. going to be like, Mel's, I copy, but it just it doesn't look the same. It's just an <laughs> iPhone like ever, people could see right through that. I suppose oh my if they're watching this video and it's and hello true. to our beautiful bookhouse babes who are watching this video. So hi, hi. anybody that just has the audio version, I mean, we're happy to have you as well, obviously. But yeah. if you're uh, looking for more, you could always head over to our Patreon. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash TV. That's and, true. Uh, and we'll true. probably explain some more maybe towards the end. We don't know. But that's where you can uh, catch catch this video and you can watch me um talk on a dog toy which is always entertaining well you've so. got a dog toy you've got a sweater oh. that i was like what the fuck is mel's wearing at the beginning of this yeah. because it's very christmas themed so i'm sure <laughs> sure people can deduce what you're wearing but to see it yeah. you gotta head over to patreon that's right yeah. that's right uh it being you know it's supposed to be an ugly christmas sweater but i just wear it year-round because i yeah. love tacky like yeah. i love crime so i love crime <laughs> it's such a cute sweater though so ah, thank you all right well yeah we are going to be talking about like i said stranger things season four and we're going to be covering in the video version episodes two three and four so the game plan is to not go scene by scene for each episode but kind of just tackle it like by kind of character group i guess you could call it kind of storyline by storyline in a way but so that's what we're going to be doing, but we will like split up the episode. So if you're watching the video and you're kind of like watching along with us, you can, you know, pause after episode two and go watch episode three. And I assume everybody's going to just have binged it at this point and is just coming to listen. But, you know, options oh, always boy. there. Yes, 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 yes. And I've been a good little girl. So if you obviously, hopefully you've listened to our uh, episode on part one or chapter one. And I didn't go past chapter one because I didn't want to, you know, accidentally spill or spoil or anything like that. So I've been a good little girl. I have not gone past chapter four. So I am really staying like not on brand for myself. I'm making changes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, it was very hard, though, not to let it keep playing after the end of chapter four. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, so 
I I have to do this for my sanity. Otherwise, I will be try- like, I know I will slip up. I know how I am. So if you're if you're benched at all, wonderful. But if you're going like kind of in sequential order that we are, I'm right there with you. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've still <laughs> only seen up to episode five. Like I didn't I haven't had time to watch past that, but I'm glad that I have okay. it. So yeah. Oh, oh, oh OK. Well, because right. I'm, I'm I'm like digging this already rewatching and I'm excited. I'm it's kind of like a delayed gratification thing. Like sure. if I haven't seen six and seven yet, then that means that like I'm still I'm still not close to finishing the series forever. So See, I can just like it, prolong it's, it. <laughs> it's a mental chess game, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's do it. Let's talk episode two, Vecna's Curse. I don't know about you, but I kind of want to go right to the roller rink. Oh, please. Let's do. OK. Uh-huh. OK. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we can say, you know, before they get to the roller rink, like things are art, like things are just so awkward right out the gate between Mike 11 and. 11. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you went full. You government named her. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, legitimately government named her. (laughs) Uh, Mike, L, and Will. I mean, Mike is just so kind of oblivious. Will is obviously, like, longing for something that's not there. I mean, he brought this fucking painting with him to the airport. For what reason? Mm -hmm. I don't know. 11. I mean, God damn it. Elle is clearly lying to Mike about stuff. And yeah. then there's like the tension now between Elle and Will. And it's all just so awkward. And it really, this whole, the the whole storyline with them in this episode really builds to quite a climax. Yeah, does. Hey, that's what she said. No, she um, sure did. listen, we talked about this in, in, you know, part one, I guess we'll just call it part one, right? But sure. we talked about, like, how it's still, like, really getting that, like, teenage anxiety and, yes. like, awkwardness. They're nailing this nostalgia. And probably for us, I feel like um, it's it's extra nostalgic because we were kind of, like, maybe not, this, not the same age that they are. We weren't in high school in the mid to late 80s, but I mean, like, we were alive and we were experiencing the world and it wasn't long after that that we were in that same situation, sure. right? So it's probably just really super extra nostalgic, I think, for us because it's technically kind of still in our generation. So, but I felt so bad for Will. Like, I think... I was on the verge of tears because it, we, like we said before, he's also like, he spent the time in the upside down. He's also got a lot of things like trauma and things that he has to work through as well. And the only thing that he had when he came back were his friends. Yeah. And I mean, the main one really was Mike. Right. So you kind of start to see, I don't think it's jealousy that he's with L. I just think it's this whole like, that there goes a piece of like this special thing that I was trying to hold on to, right? For sure. And it's especially been torn away that they had to move out to California. Yeah. So it's been yeah. a whole year, right? And like they didn't get to start Has high it, though, school together. Elle said it's been 185 fucking days. I don't know the last well, time July to March meant a year, but they keep saying a year. And I'm they like, keep enough. saying a year. Enough already. Let's okay, get a timeline. I'm glad I was that. I'm glad that wasn't me, Fubar, in that because I was like, <laughs> no. wait a minute. I'm fairly certain everybody yes. keeps saying it's yes. been a year. So. It's so irritating to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, super cringe right out there. Or I shouldn't say cringe, and that's not in a bad way, but just it's very uncomfortable. Awkward. Yes, it's sure. uncomfortable. And it's sad to see this kind of rift that's between Will and Mike at this point, yeah. right? And yeah. and then even building between Will and Elle, because Will is like, why yeah. don't you just tell him the truth? Like, he's not going to like when he finds out that you've been lying to him. And and what, uh, what, was, what does, okay, blah, 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 blah. What does Mike care? Like, I guess exactly. that, like, I, I, yes. I, I know I've been a 15, 16, 14, however, that 14 to 16 year old girl before. And I, I get like you want people to not like you don't want to tell people, OK, I'm so unpopular. I get like bullied at school. Sure. You don't want to. But these are your like Mike's your boyfriend and yeah. Will's your uh, uh, pseudo stepbrother at this point or whatever. So yeah. Like, it really wouldn't be that big of a deal to tell the truth. But I suppose for Elle, it's like she, it's something that she craves so much. But I, I agree 100% with Will. I'm like, you need to be honest. Yeah. Because look at the outcome of what all of her 
secrets and her lying got her into, I which, know. wow, Bob, wow. I mean, yeah. I personally was like, way to fucking go. Like, I jumped up and I was like, I hit that bitch in the face. We're talking yeah. about the skate to the face at this point that you were happy uh, about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, um, yes, please, more. Listen, so. Angela fucked around and, and she found, found out. out. I mean, you, okay, so... Hey, Damn. Fafo. Like, Fafo. Hey, Angela Fafo. Find out. <laughs> yeah, she Fafo. All right. So I was so impressed when Elle, like, when she got out of that employees only room, walked right up to Angela and was like, hey, I want you to apologize to me. I thought that was yeah. so brave. brave. I don't know any girl that age that is that brave to be like, hey, this is what you owe me. Like, I'm a fucking human. Apologize mm-hmm. to me. Then when she said, and tell my boyfriend we're friends, I was like, reel it in, sweetie. You don't don't go uh, that yeah. far. That's Let's, not, okay. we don't need to be Woo-hoo. doing that. <laughs> Um, no, let's stop with the lying at this point. Just right? like right? Yeah. yeah. So that was tough. That was a little cringe. But then the skate to the face is like, holy fuck. I mean, you love to see it, but you also hate to see it because it's obviously not a good response from Elle. Like, this is not the way, this is not what she should have done. I was almost wishing mm. it was like a, a fantasy and we were going to cut away and it didn't actually happen, but that's what she was, yeah. you know, thinking about doing. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough because like Angela deserves all the shitty things that come her way, but uh, and it's I guess just, it's going to fall Elle, back on L, which is the shitty part. Yeah. So, and I guess she just did not have a convenient bag of dicks around, correct? To slap Angela mm-hmm. in the face with that—that mm-hmm. that would have been my preferred yes mode. What I struggle with in these types of scenes and moments with like teen kids, you know, yeah. because it's like. When you get bullied enough, I mean, let, let's fucking face it. Elle wants to be friends with these people. And it was a total carry at the prom moment for me, which is what I loved, right? Yes, this was a total, really like, was. They, they brought her out there on the skate and or on the yep. rink, you know, and she did Shamed not know her, what was going ridiculed on. Shamed her. Oh yeah. my, embarrassed her to the fucking yeah. max. Um, it wasn't pig's blood, but it was a milkshake. So it was a milkshake. And you know what? That nothing could be more 80s than that. But <laughs> um, so I struggle with this though, because it, there is I there ha, there comes a point when you're being bullied so much and you you endure so much from a person that is bullying you to where your natural, I think, human response or like our animal instinct response, because let's face it, we that's what we're all made up of, okay, is mm-hmm. instincts and mm-hmm. we're all made up of these things. Um, it It's like if I were to poke, 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 poke my dog and he turned around and bit me, I would be like, well, I deserved it. It's not the dog's fault. You know, and you can't really do that. You expect humans, but these are teenagers that don't have a fully formed mind. So yes. It's a struggle, though, because I'm like, you you fuck around and find out. You faffo, right? You push her, push her, push her. You you annihilate her, like, socially in front of, like, somebody that she cares extremely uh, significantly about, which is Mike, right? And, yeah, you get fucking hit back, and... But you get in trouble about it, right? Yeah. Because you, you know, what she did is not, you know, it didn't cause any bodily harm to you. But I don't condone violence in any situation, but I can't imagine being in in that situation where I felt like I needed to hurt somebody to get my point across that you're a fucking bitch and you need to leave me alone. You know what I mean? I mean, she, yeah, she was really backed into a corner. And I think, like, the... I think they're, especially in these, well, in these first four episodes, they are kind of building this sense that Elle could actually be an antagonist. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's the first, there's the cold open in the first episode. Then there's mm-hmm. this. Uh, like, I won't get into what we see in in coming episodes, but there's more that they're building here. And so, yep. and I think, unfortunately, the life that Elle has known is that she's been able to use her power which is violent, like it is a violent power, even if it has been used for good in the past, that's something that she's been able to fall back on before. And so Absolutely. I like I we know her, we know her better, so we can, you know, judge her a little bit differently. But 
that's not how it's going to look to everybody else. So right, because but I mean, know. God, these kids—kids yeah. kids are just so mean. And like, I didn't—I didn't find this outlandish or over the top. Like, this is shit that teenagers will do. Like, they're just and so mean. I'm going to tell you something. Like this, yeah, okay. I might not have experienced this, but being a parent, this is one of my. I, I'm going to sure. be honest. This is one of my biggest like fears. Is you know, is I is that my child? Well, I mean, could be either way. Like he would bully someone, or he would get bullied. Because let's be real. I mean, I you know, as a parent, you don't go to school with them. You don't see everything that happens there. And even out of the age of six years old, which is where James is at, I'm here to tell y'all that I mean, there have been a few instances in kindergarten that I would classify as bullying, but these kids don't really understand that it's the beginnings of bullying. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where James has fought back, like he he has hit somebody back because they've hit him or whatever. And it is a weird place to be in when you're speaking with uh, someone in administration, right? So like a principal or whatever it may be, right? Where you're like, okay, I understand that he shouldn't have done this, but this this child shouldn't have done Let's this Let's get to either. the root I mean, of the problem. Both sure. parties are are at fault. Fully, I am not the parent that will ever roll up somewhere and be like, my child didn't do anything wrong. Right, yeah. Okay. But also, I have to think rationally along the lines of when you've had enough, I and I guess what is so scary about nowadays is that it's starting in elementary school, yeah. which really fucking sucks because you talk about a, a not even getting near formed like mental like awareness, yeah, not right? Even close. Like not yeah. even close. So it just fucking sucks. And I, I jumped up off the couch, like I said, and I was like, way to go, L. And I knew that that was not the right response. But I was like, I'm not even in this situation. And I wanted to like fucking like kick Angela's ass myself. Yeah. So, yeah. No. I mean, she needs to get taken down a peg. We'll have to see what happens with that. But oh, I know it's done. Know. What's done maybe, is done. So maybe taking down a peg in a in a not so <laughs> Harsh. Sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. All I right. Well, I do. I hate it. I'm. I hate it. Yeah. It's definitely tough. I'm torn about it. Uh. I mean. I guess we can stay in California. There's not much to check in with in terms of Jonathan in this episode. Basically, he's just kind of happy or relieved, I guess, that Nancy didn't show up. And I don't know. I my only real note here is that he's kind of. I'm kind of liking him more now that he's like this burnout stoner guy. Like, okay, <laughs> okay, I want it. For, you know what? Thank you for opening this because I should have said this at the top of the episode. There has never been a time in the history of television watching. I'm here to tell y'all right now. For me, Mel's, where I have wanted to go back and redo like everything I said in episode one, um, because. Yeah, like I I totally was like, I don't care about Jonathan. It was a snap of a finger. I mean, it was just like so easy for me to now be like, you know what? Jonathan, live your life. Fuck Nance. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Like you're in Cali, baby, and you've got to listen, Argyle. I think he's like, I think he's the kind of friend that everybody needs. Like, I don't think he's like forcing him to make really bad decisions, but I love that he's like, let it go, man, to the van, get the purple, or like yeah, whatever, whatever they call that yeah. strain. And I, and he was like, yeah. And the way he jumped into the van, like I was so here for that. And I was like, Jonathan, baby, live your life. Yeah, you know what? Sure. You're not in Hawkins anymore. Yeah. I understand that you and Nance were the power couple or whatever, but let, listen, a lot of time has passed and you're older than the kids that this is centrally focused on, right? So live your life. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Um, smoke your weed. So I, do your bongs. Whatever. Your Fine. Listen. <laughs> love it. Yeah. All of it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Jonathan, this is my formal apology for saying I don't give a shit wow. about you. Because I, re you've. It's funny how your list changes through every episode because I'm like, well, now I don't give a shit about this person as much as I give a shit about this one. Oh, so, I mean, like full transparency, <laughs> I still don't give a shit about Jonathan, but I just like, uh, I just, I'm, I'm fine with him. Like, he can just go be a burnout okay. and I'm cool with it, but. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, that was just me because I showed him pretty hard, so. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I understand you wanting to, you know, 
rescind rescind the issue issue we're the repenting. apology that's fine yes like Susie like said Susie. I'll repent later yes, exactly <laughs> Well, so right. staying in California, Murray also shows up in California, and he brought with him a whole ass Wyndham Earl computer what for making I phone calls you? to Russia. <laughs> okay, the love for Murray, I, I already told y'all, it has amplified. The, I thought the ferocity in which he fucking exited that airport, and he was like, it's life and death. Life or death. <laughs> Get me to this address. And I'm just like, this is amazing. He's great. I love Murray. And I love the Murray-Joyce duo. It's just like, it just keeps getting better and better. And with Hopper, last season was a lot of fun too. But I'm I'm digging that they stayed in contact, that he's still, you know, on her side. And they're in a heartbeat to bring his whole setup to help her call this phone number. And I mean... It, it, it she and, she needed him because there like there was that whole dissecting of the phone call and like whoever was in the background and helps her figure out that you know Hopper's in beautiful. prison which was like a little reminiscent of Robin Steve and Dustin trying to figure out <gasps> yeah. the message that was happening underneath the mall which I thought was like just a fun little echo but love it love to see it and also, I learned a fucking lot. Even though I know technology has advanced uh, a million fold sure. since <laughs> this. But when I tell you I learned a lot about decoding where your phone call is coming from, I was like taking notes. I was mm. like, okay, if I need to contact right. anyone. All right. And this is what I need to do. And, okay. I need to go back to 86, though, somehow and get this technology. Well, yeah, that would <laughs> that great. would be the issue. But listen, I'm going to time travel to go and stock up on weed. So once I figure it out, you can just hop in the travel machine with me. So. Right. Yeah. Like you're going to get the weed deal. I'm going to get the secret, super secret technology deal. That's probably, like I said, a million times better now that I just don't have yeah, the but, capacity but you know, to figure But it you out. have the notes for the 86 version, so <laughs> why would we waste our time with the future version? Yeah, it's fine. Together, <laughs> we're going to be unstoppable. It. So How amazing is it that we want to time travel just for these things <laughs> and not for things like, let's wipe well, out a war. Because we let's, know that yeah. you can't change. You can't change the past. You can't fuck with True. timelines. So you might as well just go that's, back and do something okay. that's beneficial for yourself. Like I mean, You're right. <laughs> okay. Great. Great way to bring it back yes. around to the point. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, that's all I've got for Joyce and Murray, really. Like, they make yeah. a phone call. Yeah. 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 All right. I mean, well, let's, why don't we head to Hawkins then? I did have these notes under, I, I the heading was Steve's crew, but I've decided to rename it to Max's crew because I really think I don't know how I didn't notice it on my first watch, probably because I was just like consuming really quickly. But season four is like a lot about Max. Max is a very central character this season. Everyone that is watching the video can see that my name is Max forever. Yeah. Sadie Sink is fucking killing this. I am here for every single second she is on screen. I mean, look, I'm going to... I'm just going to be upfront right now. I I might stay a little silent on my absolute obsession for her until okay. we get to episode four. Okay, that's and fair. Then I'm, and then I'm going to let it all out. Yeah. But I'm 100% with you. Um, She's, uh, listen, she's, she's become the, I mean, I hate to put it in these terms, but she's the leader of the Scooby-Doo crew right now. Yes. Right? Like she's the friend yes. or the Velba. Like, she's fully stepped up, and she's like, nah, I will take over getting to, like, what the fuck is going on here. And we find out later why she would be the one to step up and do this. Although, like, I feel like she also, I don't want to say got lucky with the right time, right place, but I think, like, her being across the street from Eddie's trailer... Across the street, across the gravel. It, it is. I don't across know. Across the road. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That kind of put her in a position of like, all right, I'm the first one to find out about this. Let me go and tell all the the gang about it. Um, you know, that kind yeah, of put her yeah. in that position too. But and then speaking of that, when they get everybody together and they decide to head to family video, like to set up their base of operations. What I love and what is just like so it couldn't happen. I mean, maybe it could happen in the early 90s, but like really no other time. 
that you could use like the directory of people that have rented VHS tapes to find Reefer Rick. I just, it's, okay. it's so perfectly 80s. When I tell you, A, you're right, it's perfectly 80s. But when I tell you that I was like, okay, the this is the moment, like as if, the, the supernatural part taken out because obviously none of us lived a supernatural like beginning of high school life. I know. But I was like, the level of like smart that these kids are, you would have, like, if I was right? over at the family video and you came in and you were like, I don't know, he's Reefer Rick, I would have been like, I have no clue what to do for you. Anyway, like Robin Do you want to rent a video? Right. And I knew this from last season with Stranger Things that Robin was working her way up towards being like not just Steve's sidekick oh, type for sure. thing, right? Yeah. Like she has cemented herself in these three episodes cumulatively, which we'll get to all of that also. But I love the the arc and the expansion we're seeing on Robin too, yeah. because she's just so tuned in and smart enough to be like, well, actually. I can look at everything that people have come in here. It's just like, is that the only video store in town? I assume so, because Reefer That's a Rick, good point, yeah. You know, and I just love that it was like romance in the stone, negative, like, you know, all of this. <laughs> but then they get to all the weed I movies, mean, Cheech and Chong, Fast so Times. on the nose, like, oh, Cheech and Chong, <laughs> Cheech and Chong, Cheech and Chong. I was like, yeah, I guess like, so, though. Like, every like, time it was coming yeah. up, I was like, I think we got a winner. I think we got a winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it made sense. It, it And it was going to have to be something that was, like, so on the nose and obvious like that for them to be like, that's got to be Reefer for Rick, sure. right? So. Yeah. 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 I love it. I love it. Before Dustin and Max arrive, Robin and Steve are still kind of debriefing, still kind of having a similar conversation from episode one, you know, talking about the ladies that they're into. And this idea of, like, what if they could combine themselves because, you know, together they might make actually like one decent human being that knows how to date or whatever. I love that. I feel like that's going to come back somehow and not probably not in like a super important way, but I feel like they'll be like in the middle of a battle and they'll each be trying to do something and then it'll be like combine. You know what I mean? Like it's going to come back in a funny way like that. Okay. This was, I think Captain... Planet was more 90s. I don't think it was 80s, but maybe this was a total Captain Planet where, where it's like with our powers combined. Yes. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Or like all the Power Rangers getting together to make the whatever. Oh my God. I'm don't cancel me. Oh, what what do they well, make together? The Megazord yeah. the Megazord sure, or something whatever. like that. Yeah. <laughs> But I just, exactly. I thought that was such an interesting, like, why did we spend time with that? Because they've already been talking about ladies and I don't know. So I just, I was like, I feel like that's going to come back somehow. So it's great because it's l- sort of like a little sly red herring thing where they're talking about, hey, if we could be if combined to be like the the perfect dating, like, power. Yes. But yeah, like, it will click perhaps later later on where it's like, well, your strong suits are here and my strong suits are here. When we combine and power up together, we can do this. How can yeah, we I use like that, that to, like, defeat Vecna or something? But yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. And then, yeah, they do find Eddie. And I did love, I mean, obviously it was going to be, this is obviously where it was leading to, but there was just something really nice about I don't know. If you put yourself in Eddie's shoes in that moment, these are the best possible people that could find you because they will they will believe everything that you say because of their past experiences. But not only that, they can also provide you with some hope because of what they've been through. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's very obvious, but it just it was a nice, like reassuring. I don't know. It was just a very sweet moment. Well, the thing is, is it couldn't have happened to a worse person than Eddie the Freak Munson. Sure. And every yeah. time these fucking jocks refer to him as that, I get so rationally mad yeah. because I'm like, let me tell you, I mean, I kind of went on a little rant about this last time, but just because someone doesn't give a flying fuck about sports and cheerleading and sure. all of that very typical 
high school experience type things. They, they're they're reading, you know, uh, I don't know. My, my, let me insert my own personal thing here. They're reading Stephen King. Sure. Um, they're enjoying John Waters films. And everyone around you is like, the fuck are you talking about? Right. Like, we're supposed to be into bonfires, country music. Getting drunk. Like, yep. Getting drunk. You know, all of that stuff. And it's like, I can't. It 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 is such a stupid rite of passage in some weird way for everyone that goes through the high school experience where you're, this is inevitably going to happen. If you don't fit, if you are a square that doesn't fit into the circle, you know, spot, Trying you're going to get out. Into, into a circle. I hate it so much though, because, and see, I think that's why I love Eddie and I love the D&D, like the Hellfire Club, like, and uh, why I love Dustin and this crew so much, because I'm like, I relate so much to everything that they're feeling. And I fucking hate that. Okay. Supernatural stuff aside, because we obviously know what happened to Chrissy. Uh, no one is going to believe that some sure. mind demon, sure. like, you know, yeah. possessed her and killed her. Right. Yeah. Like this is supposed to be in reality with a little bit of supernatural and science fiction, but it's not nightmare on Elm street. Right. So, I mean, like that's not going to be as believable to people that aren't tapped into right. the secret Hawking's like, lab and all the stuff that has happened there but i just hate it like yeah like you prefer to listen to metallica you prefer to listen to like what you know sticks or whatever it is and and you just get typecast and you get outcast and i just i fucking hate it and you can tell when they find eddie it it was heart it really was heart-wrenching for me because he's fucking scared for his life. Yeah. And it's not just because of what he saw with Chrissy, but it is really also because of what everyone in the town thinks of him. He lives in a trailer with his uncle. Yeah. So he's like, assume, uh, presumably poor, right? Because everybody thinks if you live in a trailer, you're poor. And I'm here to tell everybody that's probably 90% accurate. I, from my own personal experience, I grew up in a trailer and we were very sure. poor. Yeah. And that that is, so that's a shame notch in your belt. I'm here to tell you. That's a notch in your shame belt, okay? Then well, you don't fit in. But that's a problem that goes stuff. further because it's like, why is it shameful to be poor? Like, you know what I mean? But, but that's yeah. what, so that's what I'm getting yeah. to, right? But then you don't have the common interest of like 90% of the school. Yeah. And you wear your hair different and you wear rocker tees shirts you dress different and it just ugh, i'm sorry like you'll see me if you're watching me on video i am fully like wanting to pull my hair out <laughs> because yeah. this is part of growing up that i just really despise yeah okay it's so tough again full disclosure i was never bullied i was never i was lucky enough that i didn't have that but i relate fully because i was not like everyone else yeah and I've ex- I accepted it many years later, but in those times in high school, Ugh, I would it's it, so isolated. Killed my it killed my self esteem. It killed everything. So like, yeah, you're super comfortable with the group that you're like in with, so like Hellfire Club. But yeah. then when something happens to a person, Chrissy, who's not in your group, and the town's out for blood for you, I mean, God, I can't. Like, you know, I can't. I, it's just terrible. It's. I hate it. It's okay, tough. We yeah, can that's why that. I thought it was just so nice <laughs> that it was these these kids that yes. found him. And, the, and mm-hmm. he's got somebody in his corner. So, yeah. And the way he was eating those snacks, like. Oh, he was hungry. Also, can we just take a moment? Steve, Steve, I love you. The way he was poking in that boat at that tarp <laughs> with that oar. I, and he was like, I don't know, he might be in here. And then when he pops up, <laughs> it's just like, great. But Eddie must I have taken a few oars to the <laughs> stomach. Like That's what I'm saying. Like, I think he only popped up because he was like, stop fucking hitting for sure. me with this yeah. oar. Yeah, he was like, enough's oh, enough, God. man. Like, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm glad that there's still some co- like comedic relief in in all of this. So. Oh, there's so much of it. I mean, especially with this 
part of the story. Like, I feel like wherever Dustin and Steve go and Robin as well, like, I feel like those are very funny people. They have great banter, great chemistry for that stuff. So it's uh, it's still very much there. Uh, Shall we check in with Nancy? Oh, well, if we have to. Or shall I say Dixie Cup Skirt Girl? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck, Nancy? What the fuck are you wearing? Holy moly. I had this, like, kind of realization after we recorded part one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nancy. I know that Twin Peaks came out like a few years later and you know I'm going to have to, I'm going to always bring this Twin Peaks into something. Mm-hmm. Ma'am, you are no Audrey Horn. Okay? Mm. You are more of a Donna, which means you can't match your skirts to anything else that's going on. Oh boy. I'm going to need you to, you're supposed to be the queen of the school, like the best pa- part of the power couple, Miss Nancy Wheeler. Where's the fashion, baby? Where's the fashion. I know you're in Indiana, but where's the fashion? But she, Barb had better fashion than Well, this, I was okay? just going to say, I'm pretty sure she's <laughs> wearing Barb's old clothing. <laughs> like, this just Maybe. seems like she's taking, like, Barb's parents were like, we don't know what to do with these clothes. Please take them. It makes <laughs> us too sad. Like, here, have all these clothes. It's just not oh. working for her. But, I mean, that aside, <laughs> like, the bad fashion choices aside, It is in this episode that I also kind of, I mean, I still don't really care about Nancy, but I will say that, like, I do think she's chosen the right career path because she's very, very good at talking to people and empathizing and finding a level that she can get, finding a similar level between her and whoever she's speaking with in order to have a conversation. Like, I don't know if that just comes from her own personal experiences and being able to level with people in that way. But I just thought like the way that she spoke with Eddie's uncle was just so great. Like she just knew the tactic to take. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that is a true, uh, I think, like gift and, and lack of a better term. For someone to possess. And if you want to pursue the path of journalism, it's the perfect one to have. I mean, she I feel like she can get anyone to talk to her. And it really is because she is so disarming. I mean, she's she's nice and um, she's polite and she looks well put together. And yeah, she's just got that nose for getting down to like, all right, these are the facts that we need to find out. So Nancy Nancy is an important part of it. I don't ever in a million years see Steve being able to go into any situation and talk to anyone to gather any type of important information. Could you imagine if it was Steve? No. That was talking to the uncle. Like, the uncle would have been like, hey, fuck off. I'm not talking to you. Yeah. You know? He just wouldn't have known the angle to take. But that's not his strength. So. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So. Um, but she does. Yeah, she gets a lot of great information. I'm really enjoying this Victor Creel thing. I feel like that's such a great local legend. <laughs> I, uh, You got to get on the video to see what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. I text Jasmine as soon as I got to the Victor Creel story. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. We are total Freddy Kruegering this. I mean, you've got a local legend who supposedly did these bad things and is still probably connected to this comeback and all these teens, you know, dying or whatever. And I was like, okay, I fucking love this. You know, like, let's get into this. Let's explore this more. Don't just take that as a throwaway, which Nancy doesn't, you know, like she's like, Victor Creel, huh? Okay, I need to find out more about this person. Um, The only casualty... To that was poor little Fred. And I was like, uh-oh, Fred, get on fucked up. <laughs> it's so, I mean, I feel like I want to talk more about Fred maybe later on because, you know, once we see more in further episodes, it's like, why Fred, why Chrissy, so on and so forth. I don't want to say sure, too much, sure. but it's just, yeah, I mean, and well, that's I all really great. Like, I mean- because he obviously, I mean, by the end of this first episode or this 
second one, I should say, but the first one when what we're talking about here. I mean, he is the next victim yes, of yeah. Vecna, which I think is great also that they chose to name him Vecna because that is who at their game that if Vecna's back, you know what I yes, mean? Yes. And missing a left eye. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And that's, I mean, I feel like maybe I spoiled it a little bit on our first episode, but I was like, we keep getting these like Antag or these like villains that are being named after D&D characters or whatever but anyway it's that's that's the norm for this show i mean everything that comes up the the flayer god what was he called anyway you know mind flayer the demogorgon the mind flayer yeah i mean so it would it would it make sense if our villain for this season didn't have a D &D yeah so yeah yeah but all of, I mean, all of the stuff with Fred is just as creepy as the stuff with Chrissy. I especially liked the part when he's in the woods and he's seeing the clock and then there's like all of these people around him dressed in black and then the clock turns into a casket and I'm like, is he at a funeral? Is this like the weird upside down version of the funeral? Like, I just have so many questions about why Vecna is targeting certain people what are these memories that they're having? What is this past trauma that he's like, that Vecna, who I'm calling a he, which, you know, Vecna's an it, but. I mean, um, it, yeah. Like, why, why is he, uh, why is it, just why? Why? That's what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's, so. that's the mystery that's building right now. Yes, it's exactly. Like, okay, so yeah. what is it about Chrissy and Fred so far? Um, And I did note know. that he, um, Oh, my God. He, again, whatever. I'm going to call him he. But Vecna, this dark wizard, has, like, this power base where people get tramp stamps because it's, like, right (laughs) in the lower back. But, like, all of these tentacly things, like, plug in and, like, seem to give him power or something. So (laughs) this this is is tramp stamp of of power. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I have one. Am I a target? You, Uh-oh, you laser, might be. Laser tape Maybe you're Vecna. I don't know. Whoa. Just so you know, we're the soundboard's out of commission right now, so I'm going to throw in the sound. She, so. so Mel's is doubling as the soundboard tonight. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're enjoying the show, won't you please rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform? Dangle, sprinkle... Sprangle, dingle, blangle, flingle, flangle, <laughs> those stars. We like five, but we'll take whatever you want to give us. I mean, if you want to give us the tram stamp of approval, oh, that would be fine. Please. Okay. Yes. So, um, yeah. And you know what? You can come. Please hang out with us on socials. We absolutely love to talk to everyone, get theories, get, you know, suggestions for things to cover. I mean, we just love to interact on the socials with everyone. So um, the show can be found on Instagram at DamnFineTV. Um, I am at SuperficialMels. And I am at DamnFineWitch. And you can also find both of us at Patreon.com slash DamnFineTV. These episodes that you're hearing are all available in video format uh, on our Bookhouse Babes tier over on Patreon. They're available all together. So if you're thirsting for more Stranger Things content, if you're thirsting for more Damn Fine TV, that's where you're going to find it. We've got lots of exclusive videos, early access to episodes. Yeah. Uh, certain tiers get swag, which is amazing. True. We got live hangouts that we do on, on two tiers and up. And then one tier obviously gets all the video content. Yeah. So much fun. Hope to see you over there, but uh, enjoy the rest of the episode either way. All right, well, let's let's check in with who I'm calling uh, Lucas and the Basketball Jerks. Wow. Yeah. They, I mean, you know, basically they're going to go after Eddie. That's going to be because of all the things that you really have already mentioned, you know, like they're the popular kids. He's the quote unquote freak. They're, of course, of course going to target him. My only real question is like, why are they squatting at Benny's Burgers? Why is, why? Why are they staying here? What is happening? Lucas, what go home. <laughs> what is Lucas, this, kindergarten? Fucking, listen, get your fucking ass home, Lucas. I got news for you, Lucas. You're a freshman. Um, 
I don't know what these upperclassmen. So, I mean, like that would be junior and up, I yes. guess you could say. Yes. So, but I don't know what these fresh or what a freshman thinks that he's going to be able to just fucking hang out for. I don't know how long he's planning on like hanging out at Benny's Burgers, but you can't do that, sir. Do you know your family? <laughs> Like, like, immediately, I'm like, Lucas, are you not terrified of your parents? He needs to go uh, and home. your sister? He needs to Get go home. Get your ass home. I could understand <laughs> the night after this party. He doesn't want his parents sure. to know he was drinking and that he's hungover, which, by the way, I mean, I don't know that the other kids have done any drinking. So this is, like, kind of a big thing for Lucas, like, another step in... Him finding this new identity in high school. But mm-hmm. anyways, it's gross there. It it definitely smells so bad in that place with just a bunch of teenage boys who have been drinking. And one of them is just in full Mike reading 11 letters and like, you know, like the tidy whities and everything. And it's just it's not OK. It's not OK. So gross. It's so gross. So gross. it smells. You know, it smells horrible. Just so fucking bad. Yeah. Blah. Throw up. Piss. Beer. Like, you know, beer when it's been spilled, like, and, and then B.O. Mm-hmm. Listen, you know it's fucking mm-hmm. gross in there, okay? And it smells like and, dude's balls. Yeah. Like, let's face it. And that <laughs> does not smell good. Sweaty balls. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not cool. Gross. Not cool. Like, where did you shower after? They did not. Okay. Uh, well, maybe they had showers at the school. I don't know. Let's not get into oh, a whole true. locker room whether yeah, or not they have right, shower you're situation. Right. You're right. <laughs> And this is me going yes. down my rabbit holes. No, yep, no, yep, we're yep. good. We've done this. So I I feel like the last person we have to check in with is Hopper. And okay. I mean, basically, this is just kind of what we talked about already on the episode one coverage. Like, don't we see the stuff from the teaser trailer or is that the next episode? Maybe no, that's, that's the, next the next episode. Th- okay. That's the next one. I- Either way, That's this is just, one. I mean, Hopper wakes up. I mean, obviously he lives and he's sent to Kamchatka. Yeah. So all is the yeah, all of this is like <clears throat> literally from Joyce flipping the switch. Right. To yes. what yeah, we happened revisit to him that. To, for him to even end up in Russia. Right. Because I was like, oh, this is total Dylan in severance vibes. Like Joyce did it first, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, Dylan. Just so you know, okay. okay. Um, I, listen, I am very sad that this is happening to Hopper. I'm going to be controversial yet brave when I tell you this. The Hopper stuff, because that was what we opened the episode with, right? Yes. I don't know if it's because of where we left off or what all we went through in chapter one, but I kind of was like, I'm not. Not really here for the Hopper stuff mm. yet. I want to... Okay, yeah. I mean, like, I know... Obviously, we need to know that it's a valid thing that Joyce did receive, right? So we... Sure. We will see Hopper alive. But what... Well, I don't know if I needed to really know the lengths of what Hopper mm. was going to go mm-hmm. through to protect Joyce because I feel like that is something we would have known, like... We yes, should just know already, right? Sure. Like, so when they're like trying to cut off his air supply, when they're torturing him and all of that, I mean, I, yeah, Hopper went through a lot of shit. Like, like I'm not putting that down, but at the same time, I'm like, I could have implied all of that and yeah. just seen you at the camp yeah. and just know that you've had a shit experience getting into this camp. I okay? think I think that's a that's a fully fair point. Like, it was a bit much. And I was going to say, you know, maybe all of that is to just really set up because it's devastating to see Hopper like this, right? Obviously. Oh, 100%. I hated it. Without yeah. saying, I think. But it feels like they're just really trying to build up something to where either it's going to fully crush us when Hopper is not saved and doesn't live, or it's going to feel so satisfying when he is rescued and when he does reunite with Elle and all of that. So I don't know. Maybe they're just laying the groundwork for it to be epic Mm -hmm. either way. But then again, like, I don't know that they need to do too much work. Like, him almost dying in season three, you know, kind of did it. So, yeah. I agree. Mileage will vary, I I think, on the Hopper stuff at this point. So, yeah. 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 I'm really more interested. Like, I... 
don't get me wrong, I pick up a lot of interest in Hopper once we move into the next episode. Gotcha. But like, yeah. for this one, I was like, I think it went a little too long b- before because I was like, I, I get it. I know he's not going to do anything to jeopardize right. Joyce, Elle, yeah. anybody else in America or wherever. You know, like, I, I already knew this is Hopper's character. Right. You know, like. No, that's so. totally fair. Yeah. I would say overall, I think episode two isn't as strong as the first one, but it's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of one of those episodes that has a lot of weight to carry in terms of like continuing to build these stories, building on this mystery. I mean, I have so many questions just after this episode. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, The only other thing I wanted to just say, which I guess this is probably implied, but when L does hit Angela with the skate it there's obviously that phrase of what have you done or what did you do because I mean that's what causes her to isolate herself because she immediately thinks back to the cold open massacre that we saw and uh, of course that's continuing to build the mystery of like well what did she do and how does it relate to how she just reacted to exactly. Angela? And could she be an antagonist? Like, is she not, mm-hmm. you know, the good hero, yeah. superhero that we know her to be? But I, I can't imagine how crushing it had to be for her to be triggered back to that moment in her history by all <sighs> Devastating. people but Mike. Devastating. Yeah. 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 So... Um, okay. yeah, I will, I will say that, you know, we've been talking about some of the horror movies that Stranger Things seems to be pulling on in this season, you know, Nightmare. Yeah. Um, they did, I was very glad when Eddie's uncle just called it out and said, you know, like Michael Myers, because everyone yeah, was the thinking it murder. when you talk about yeah. something that breaks out of a psych ward, like, of course, you're going to think about Mike Myers. But the news reports... The music, the camera angles, the way it was transitioning between like the actual news report and then to the trailer park. I got major scream vibes like Gail Weathers telling us what has just gone down in Woodsboro, which I fucking loved. I mean, I I feel like it's probably a slasher theme in general, but to me, it's an homage to that overall. Uh, But it's always nice. What I enjoy, like you're saying, is picking out where their influences came yeah, from. And I, yeah. I'm agree with you 100% on that. So, yeah, big time. 